You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, as the big voice told you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to or you're enjoying the show as we're going along, why don't you subscribe to the podcast? We wish we could give you money or a T-shirt or something, but we can't. But we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. Daryl, uh, good to be actually in studio, the two of us together. We've never done a show like this. It's very weird. So this is what you look like. I didn't really. No, you see what I look like. It's just, where am I? I'm like Waldo on this podcast where uh, sometimes I've been, what was the most unique place? I was in my mother's basement. Mom's basement. That was Hockey a good, rink. Hockey rink. Office, library. Multiple offices. My car. Your car. The, I think the car is the winner. Is the most mobile podcast you've ever had. Like, you're mobile probably listening to this, and I'm mobile probably executing the podcast. Were you driving and podcasting at the same time? No, I will not drive and podcast at the same time. Unless I was on speakerphone. Then I think it would be... Sources tell me that's frowned upon. Would that be okay if if I was on speakerphone? Yeah. Don't even do that. Yeah, see, even like um, when I'm driving, when I'm going from point A to point B or whatever, if I have to do a hit or something, I pull into a parking lot. I do not like having to drive and talk at the same time because I'm I don't know is it left brain like I can only do one thing at a time I am terrible at multitasking so the whole driving thing is weird because I was talking to uh tropical storm who's I and his license here pretty soon and like do, do you ever talk out what you're actually doing while you're driving have you ever done that you're like oh uh okay turn signal up we're going right turn signal down we're going left using my foot to accelerate using my foot to decelerate actually talk yourself through what you're doing when you drive it's a weird experience you don't realize all of the muscle memory you have when it comes to driving most of my verbal communication while i'm driving involves very colorful language yes the person in (laughs) fact i got hit today i got hit yeah 
I was taking the kids to school, but did zero damage, and it was no big deal. The car was probably going a mile an hour, uh, and it felt like you ever had that. You, you know, got you kissed. Know, you got kissed. I got kissed. It was like a uh, being at Cedar Point on the bumper cars. So basically, your accident was nothing like the one I was in last year. No, not anywhere okay. near that. And I felt really bad for the kid. I that got sandwiched me. last year. Oh, that's not good. Well, it was good. It, it was good because none of my airbags deployed. Uh, it was bad for my insurance company because the person that caused the accident didn't have insurance. Oh no! Uh, I so, had zero damage to my car. Yeah, no, my my front and back were crushed. Ooh, see, I was concerned. I'm driving one of the. See, Phelps and I have this deal where he's driving his old car. I'm driving my old car, and uh, uh, yeah, I was worried that if he did do any damage to the car, that I would actually owe the insurance company money. Oh. Because to total, it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get into football here for a second, because I think that's why we do this podcast. Is I that... uh, Sources confirm, yes. That okay. is why we are here, to I'm talk some football. S- still making sure we do that. Um, interesting story that happened today with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson goes on Twitter fire, and then John Harbaugh is at the owners' meetings, and I, I hope that Lamar timed this up right. Because if he did, he's a genius. He did. Hundred percent. We know he that did. he did it. Yes. No. Now, do we know? Hundred Har- percent. Harbaugh got asked on the spot as the tweets hit Twitter. Yes. Okay. So, I, but I'm wondering, did he know that Harbaugh was speaking at that moment? Well, I don't know if he knew, but and we're going to kind of get into this. The newsiest portion wasn't even the trade request. So he had re- he requested a trade on what the second March second. That was the news. The fact right. that twenty five days have passed since Lamar Jackson asked for this trade from the Ravens, nobody knew a thing. But if he had an agent, we would have known on the second. Yeah. Yeah, we would have. League sources tell NFL insiders Lamar Jackson is seeking a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And then guess what would happen? Right now, Lamar Jackson wouldn't be a Baltimore Raven. He would have been dealt already or gotten his contract. See, and this is why I say Lamar Jackson, great quarterback, terrible agent. It was fine to represent himself for his rookie contract because the salary is laid There's out. nothing to it. There's nothing. Joe Banner negotiated that a long time ago right. for all the rookies, yeah. Really, the only thing you're negotiating in your rookie contract these days is offset language. Right. That's about it. So, you know, he's a terrible agent for himself. He's terrible PR for himself. And he's created a a, a problem that now is hard to solve because – Pretty much the entire National Football League, Andy, has gone through the first wave of free agency. They have spent their big dollar in free agency. Now, the three teams, and and I've not taken the time to look at their individual uh, salary, uh, cash spend, as well as cap situations, but the Commanders, the Lions, the Colts, and the Falcons, all four of those teams should absolutely have interest in Lamar Jackson. Now, I can tell you the team that I think would make this story really fun. Do, oh, do, oh, do tell. It is the Jets. Oh. Would you not love it if the Jets snuck in at the last second and said, you know what, forget about this Aaron Rodgers stuff. We've got the option to go get And they do. They would it's be, there. They, it would behoove them to do that. If, for anything, to get the Packers off their ass – to get the trade done. Doesn't that make the story that much more fun? Mm, oh, that is 
That is deliciously evil, as I like to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it if you went to the Jets. Oh, I think that would be unbelievable. But I also Puba love... would lose his mind. Being oh my the, god, you'd be, go nuts. being the Big Apple. Hon- Although he's a Giants. Hon- yeah, he doesn't so care. The, but so the Jets are kind of like the uh, I don't know what the the arch enemy or whatever. I don't know. Are they? I'm sure that like oh well, New York won at, like the, the, end, Giants, at the end of the day. If they win the Super Bowl, like oh New York won. You like know? the, the Giants are the Yankees in New York, which means the Jets are the Mets in New York, right? Yeah, it's That's, Jets, it's, isn't it? Jets, Mets, Islanders, Devils, and I think everybody likes the Knicks. Isn't that isn't that how it works? I guess everyone has to like the Knicks. Giants, Yankees, uh, Rangers, and there's no reason to like the Nets. They've, yeah, I don't know. they've kind of sucked the fun out of the NBA. But and Jets Brooklyn. and Nets rhyme. So, but that that's part of that point. But again, like I love the way this story is playing out because it's unique to fans and media, and probably aggravating to the teams. Oh, because the 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 news flow on this is so not the same as what you you hit the nail on the head. If he had an agent, this thing probably would have been over. It would a already long been done. He would have, a couple things would have happened already. He would have already had the contract extension. In fact, what he should have done, he should have hired Deshaun's agent. The day after Deshaun got his trade and is fully guaranteed $230 million, that's when Lamar Jackson should have gotten him on the phone and said, hey, um, I'm next, and I want fully guarantee protection. And but, like That's what he should have done. But since he's not done it, he's basically handling everything himself. It's been a PR cluster bleep the entire month here. Uh, these reports that someone's calling on his behalf that's not a certified agent. The NFL has to send out this memo to all 32 teams. So who, to where do you think that's coming? That's coming from an agent. That's no, that's it's probably the, com- it, no, it came from teams. That probably I, came from teams, the league office. That hey, because they had copies of the memo, so it came from the league office. All the NFL insiders had the memo. Okay, so it, that came from the league office. But the, the fact, but that, that also irritates the you know what out of agents. Oh, it drives them nuts because these guys have to get certified. That's of why, of course. Yeah. And um, and I think I mentioned this last week on the podcast where Andrew Brandt, who used to be the GM of yeah. the, the Packers, he went on Twitter and he's like, hey, I dealt with guys that didn't have agents and they would come to the meetings or whatever and I'd kick him out of the room. I'd talk to the player and then I'd allow the player to go speak to that individual in the hallway for consultation. You are entitled to consult with whomever you want. Right. But what you cannot do is actually negotiate with somebody who's not a certified agent. So Lamar what happens Jackson, to a team that does that? Lose draft picks, probably? You, you get f- there's a fine. I think I think I saw this year's organizational fine for an offense like that's like around 50 grand or something like that. And that's got to be coming from NFLPA. I'm sure the teams could care less. Really? I mean, do they really care who they're negotiating with unless they think the guy's a complete knucklehead, you know? Well, the the, the problem with here's why. I mean, there's been a lot of stories of guys who use agents, their agents became their agents were doing um uh, uh, real estate before or right. insurance before or um... here's why that's important though in in for enforcement of terms right? right because when you negotiate a legal document which these contracts are legal documents um, you you know there's you've got to have you know you don't want the player uh you know, coming back and saying, "Well, I never agreed to those terms," or that that person True. was not, you know, authorized yeah, that... to enter into an agreement on my behalf, or whatever. Now, granted, the player has to sign the contract, but it just it creates all kinds of illegal, and it's also to protect the players. 
Because to be certified as an agent, you have to know the ins and outs of the rules of the National Football League, the rules of the collective bargaining agreement, what teams are allowed to put in contracts, what they're not allowed to put in contracts, uh, you know, uh, whether it's deferred compensation or bonus structures. Um, there's just so many elements that can be put into co- offset language, um, at team outs, voidable years. Like it, the list just goes on and on and on, and you have to have – certified professionals that know and understand this language because lawyers draw up the contracts and you kind of need a lawyer to sometimes translate the contracts if that makes sense it all does it all does all right so let's dig a little deeper we've done a little bit of this uh, a little tiny bit of some of this offseason free agency stuff i do want to talk about the owners because they are together we talked about the fact that harbaugh stepped up to the mic so when we come back i want to go through some of the things they're talking about the owners meetings uh in the nfl and daryl and i'll do that if you like what you're listening to subscribe to the podcast if you want to be a part of the podcast all you have to do is hit us up on social media and you know that better as game day cle on instagram and twitter it's always game day in cleveland selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder, he's Andy Baskin. Reminder, mobile sports betting is finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. All right, Daryl, let's talk about the owner's agenda and what's going on with the owner's meetings right now because – I think there are a lot of things that are up in the air. You can talk about the commanders. You can talk about rule change. You can talk about a lot. I, I want to hit on one that I heard. I, I think you may have been a part of this conversation on the morning show. The thought of uh, of closing down sports books at the venues during a game. What do you think of that? I don't think – but let me tell you what I think before you think. 
I don't think it's ever going to happen because why would the teams or the NFL compete with phones in the stands? So if you're if you, if I can do this from my seat, no matter what, unless they can block it out at the stadium, I can't see a reason to close down the sports books at the stadiums. Major League Baseball's got this ass backwards. So what they have done is teams are where sports betting is legal, like it is here in the state of Ohio. Right. The Guardians are permitted to have their own sports betting partner, but their partner has to be basically be online via, you know, like phone, right? Because they are not permitted a brick and mortar slash stand within the ballpark, which is stupid. So if the Guardians want to have their own quote sports book, right. like the Cavaliers built inside Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, right? They don't sponsor the podcast, so I'm not going to say who the who, who, right. who runs it. But um, and and it hasn't affected. I think I don't think it's affected anything negatively when you talk about the NBA. I don't think it's affected the encore product. I haven't it's, heard one story about it. It certainly years. hasn't affected the atmosphere within uh, the the building, right? Um, fan, you know, uh, so. I think that it's kind of stupid at this point if you're gonna if you're gonna embrace sports gambling, which all three uh, major sports leagues have done, Andy. You might as well just go all in. I agree. I don't know what's a why would you want. So the the point was on the morning show, and I thought it was an interesting point that if a game gets out of hand, people who are at the stadium or if it's cold, <coughs> excuse me, are gonna want to go to the sports book within the stadium. Well, they're already doing that. Who cares? I, I don't. Think Have you that, not seen a Browns game in December? Yeah, everybody, I, everybody's inside in the clubs. Yeah, I don't think you're losing. And if the game is that exciting at that point, and you're, you've already paid for the tickets, you may as well. Like, I don't see. I think the harder part is if the weather's nice. Why would you leave your seat if you really want to gamble on the game right. when you can do it from your phone? Why would you walk to the sports book and do it? And and for baseball, like to invoke any type of a safety thing. Well, every ballpark has foul pole to foul pole netting now. And the reason why is because people's faces are buried in their phones and they're not really watching the game pitch by pitch like I did as a kid growing up and you did as a kid growing right, up. But I will tell you after spending, you know, I don't know, six years covering Major League Baseball and sitting in those photographer pits. Oh, it's dangerous. Man, that ball comes at you fast. And Texas was uh, – the Texas old ballpark was one of the most dangerous places I can ever – I mean, it was like you were standing – and you don't have a glove. Right. Right? You can't protect yourself. So I, I don't think that that's should have just used your clipboard. That's why maybe broke one or two. Who knows? But I I also think Major League Baseball is the most gigantic hypocrite in the history oh. of sports. Like I still think I still would love to see the Pete Rose report. I know this is I, slam dunk one on one sports. So I have I'm not going Pete Rose on you there, <laughs> but I do have a story of there was one time I was in Cincinnati. I don't know if I've ever told this. I think I told it on the air. Okay, and you know Cincinnati was tightened backside number one, okay? Is that the nice way to put it? I, yes, okay, I okay. think that's a fair way to I put mean, it. I mean, because of Pete Rose and because of gambling there, they didn't want anyone on phones um, in the ballpark. So I was getting, and as I don't know if many of you remember this, but before Andre Knott was Andre Knott, it was me. And I was doing the postgame shows, and I did a lot of that stuff. And, you know, when we were back on Fox. So um, I was in the Cincinnati dugout. I was in the photographer's pit, and – I was getting ready for the postgame show. Well, to get ready for the postgame show, you would call back to the truck on your cell phone and ask them what the highlights were going to be so you knew what you were going to see before they hit the air. That's like standard operating procedure, right? right? So as I'm sitting there on the phone, I get tapped on the shoulder like, hey, get off the phone. And I was like, hang on, I'm in the middle of working. And I didn't turn to see who it was. Right. You need to get off the phone now, sir. And I said, 
and I turned around, it was a police officer. I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, Major League Baseball rules, you're not allowed to be on a cell phone in the photographer's pit. I go, what Major League Baseball team are you working for? I've never had a problem in any stadium across the country. And he goes, it's a Major League Baseball rule, and if you want to be escorted out, you better get off the phone now. Oh, I said, man. So I said to the producer who was I was talking to, I go, apparently they make up their own rules in Cincinnati. I got to get off the phone. I'll walk back to the truck. So I ran back to the truck, barely made it back for the show, and then just went off because Cincinnati was just so like, and it wasn't like I was in the dugout. I was in the photographer's pit, and they were going crazy about it. it This was post-game, right? Yeah, this was post-game. This was like in the ninth inning. Oh, okay. It was in the ninth inning. Okay? But still, there was no ballpark in America that had stopped me from doing work. I was wow. doing work. It wasn't like I was, you know, talking to my wife or my kids or well, doing you something. Well, know, you know Pete Rose wants a word with the Hall of Fame now. That well, of course. Allowed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> and look, as long as he didn't bet on the Reds or bet on the Reds to lose, I'm, I don't have any problem with Pete Rose. I don't. But my point there is, is that, you know, and then they wanted to, they were like going to kick me out of the ballpark. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? What planet are you on? Is it wrong of me right now as I sit here listening to you tell the story that I so wish you would have, A, stayed on the phone, and B, you were escorted out of the ballpark, and the and the Fox cameras are there <laughs> filming oh. you being escorted out of the well, ballpark? Obviously, I was working for Fox, so there was no way they were going to do that because they, they wouldn't know why I was being escorted And you lead off the post-game out. show as well if you want to know why I'm not inside. This is the old Riverfront Stadium, right? Uh, no, this was the new place. This oh, the, was Great oh, American. This is, oh yeah. the, 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 the GAP? Yeah, whatever. yeah. So anyway, but I mean, that was just, it was one of those stories. You're just like, well, this is so stupid. Yeah, the NFL. It doesn't make, so this is why I think baseball is the most hypocritical yeah. thing, because if they were so anti-gambling, they wouldn't have ever taken a penny from any state lottery or any casino that happened to be near them. And, and here, They're so hypocritical. And, and this is why I've always been so liberal when it comes to gambling. Now, you're talking to someone who I, I can honestly say I have never placed a bet in my life. Um, but if a sports bet or just I, play I ne- poker, I, I, you've I, never, I've never played, never a, played blackjack. I, I've never placed a sports bet okay. in right. my life outside of Las Vegas. Uh, cause I had a job years and years ago where every year I would take a February trip to Las Vegas for a convention. Mm-hmm. So I would always put $25 down on Browns to win the Super Bowl, Cavs to win the finals and the then Indians right. to win the World Series. So I, you know, I blow se- I basically take 75 bucks and just light it on fire. Sure. Um that's the only time I've ever placed sports bets in, in my life. But the reason why I'm so liberal is cuz it goes on it, it was going on anyway. So right. it might as just make it legal, put it out in the open, allow uh, governments to collect tax revenue off of it. Bingo. I mean, everything was under the table. Right. Same as NIL. Like, all that money was under the table. Now and, it's taxable. And, and now you no longer have to worry about a dude walking up your you know, front porch, you owe 10 grand to it with the Louisville Slugger. Like, Bingo. <laughs> it's the biggest right? hit of the baseball season ever. Sorry. All Please. right, so let's go back to this. So it, when we talk about it, though, should those sports books be yeah. open in NFL venues? Yeah, I don't think it's a open. big deal. You, you might as well. Like I said, the, the fans are using the clubs in the stadiums and, and, and that – uh, as I said earlier, it's not affected the Cavaliers adversely at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse with their sports book being open, or even their like their apps, or you know, because they have in app, they have. I give the Cavs a lot of credit; like they have totally maximized the sports gaming dollar. Sure, they have two or three different sponsors, if you will. They've got a sports book, they've got a mobile partner, they've got another like 
they've done a great job maximizing the because value they were way ahead of the right. curve. I mean, they had and remember Dan Gilbert they had the fantasy was the driving force behind getting right. casino gambling allowed right. in you know the state of Ohio. Too. But now he's walked away from all, all that. Although too, we're so. still waiting for our second casino to be built on the riverfront here in downtown Cleveland, but yeah, that, that, gonna, that's a whole different conversation. I'm going to go put a tent down there until it comes in. <laughs> Just so I can put a bet down. The Browns so are going to the Browns are going to get a dome stadium before that casino ever gets. Built. As long as there's a sports book in there, I guess you're okay, right? Yeah, but I so yeah, I think that they will uh, do do sports books in NFL stadiums. I, I just don't see any value in close. Like what what is there to gain? People are going to pay more attention. No, if you have the sports books right, people are going to pay even more attention to the game. I think so. I think you're right, but I also think that. You know, and by the way, I wonder what like the rules in the sports book will be because the sports books should be open technically all the time. And so, like, you know, they quit selling alcohol after the third. I guess what would happen is if you had alcohol, you couldn't take it back in. But that's that's a little worry. All right, there are a lot of other things the owners are talking about, so we're gonna get more into that too. It's always game day in Cleveland back with more on the agenda next. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. All right, so we've been talking about some of the agenda on the plate for the owners at the owners meeting Thursday night football is another thing that they, they are scheduled to vote on that depending on when you're listening to this uh, around one o'clock on Tuesday of this week, just yeah. so you know. So uh, if this seems dated, it is, we're giving you our opinion ahead of the time, but um, the, the league wants to be able to move more games off Sunday into Thursday nights for week 14 through 17. And they'll give teams 28 days notice. I, I just, the, the, my concern is, and I know there's a rule, I'm just not sure exactly what the rule is, about Sunday to Thursday night games if they want to make them go Sunday night and then yeah. go play again on Thursday night. That, to me, is a little too much. But I know your thoughts on more flexibility for Thursday night. I think it's good, actually. Well, the sun, I, I'm pretty sure the Sunday night, if you play on Sunday night, you're not going to play on Thursday night. So there's a uh, According um, to this, there would be a three-week window. Yeah, and since there's 28 days notice, which is the equivalent of four weeks yeah. on a flex – I don't have a problem with it now. Now, it, my concern was the was the timing involved in making changes to the schedule because, you know, fans, they book trips in sure, advance. Sure, sure. Um, and also to teams and their travel schedules. But if they're giving teams a four-week notice that, hey, we're going to move your week 15 Sunday game to Thursday night football, I, I, don't, I can't object to that. I, I'm not a fan of Thursday night football. Regardless, uh, I, I think I've been pretty transparent in my disdain for Thursday night football because I just I, I find that the product is um, not as good 
on Thursday nights because guys are still recovering from oh, the agree. car crash they survived uh, the, the previous Sunday. I so, remember asking my dad when I was a kid about pro wrestling, and I would be like, Dad, is this real, man? Are these guys really taking chairs out and doing all this? He goes, well, it's real, but I want you to remember one thing. The physical abuse they take, or it appears they take, in one match, a football player goes through in one game, yeah. and it takes them a week to recover. Yeah, and I remember my dad saying to me, and I was, I was like, "Oh, you're right, Dad." Okay. Yeah, so that that's my my. I just I never liked Thursday night football to begin with because I always felt like a the matchups were crap, and b the product the games ended up being not great. But because now you have Amazon Prime who has come in with billions oh, of dollars, man, remember the production when they came the, in? Wow. The the league, it, you know, understandably needs to give them a good product. Um, I. I look. I thought Amazon Prime did a nice job with their game presentation. I wasn't necessarily crazy about maybe their pregame or their halftime or their postgame stuff, but when you talk about the actual presentation of the game, it looked like they had been doing it for years and years and years. It did not look like it was a you know an inferior product to what we see on CBS, ESPN, ABC, the other NBC, thing, and Fox. And so, I'm glad you brought that point up. So keep going. Finish that thought. Um, but you know. Yeah, I mean they they're giving the league all this money. They they should get favorable, meaningful matchups late in the season. That that's just good business. I also, I think if you ever had and now I think we're going to be totally away from it, the old traditional thought of um, you know, CBS has the AFC and Fox has the NFC. That's that, kind of gone it, away it is a little bit. It's almost all gone now. Yeah. And they've been kind of working it in for the last couple of years, but I mean, it was easy when I was a kid. It was Monday Night Football on ABC. Well, and you it know was... why that is now, right? It's because they now have so many TV partners. It used yeah. to it used to be two, right? It was uh, growing up three. Well, grown okay three. Growing yeah. up, it was NBC had the AFC had the AFC. Mm -hmm. The NFC was on CBS. That's and right. ABC had Monday Night Football, and then Fox got in in the mid nineties. Uh, actually established them as a network right and and yeah because the the simpsons that came along then that was it but they weren't really i mean they weren't football and the simpsons built rupert murdoch's fox media empire totally agree because no one thought a fourth network would ever be able to come in right and but now you look at the the nfl they have nbc they have abc espn mm -hmm. they have fox they have cbs they have amazon prime and now youtube tv Right. They have six different Outlets. carrier partners. Number one, number two, they're gonna sell NFL Network. The NFL will sell NFL Network to somebody, mm. whether that ends up being Amazon, Apple TV. I could see them selling to Apple TV, and that would give them a seventh outlet and a second streaming outlet. Or I'm sorry, if that'd be a third streaming outlet. They have two now. YouTube TV with Sunday. And Ticket by the way, they're the only ones really unaffected by this ballets thing for the most part. Right. So except for maybe some ancillary programming for and, and local I mean, teams. And and this is why Roger Goodell's <clears throat> getting his contract extension when it, whether it's this week. And that's or another thing on the agenda too. Be, because he has exploded the revenue of the league into the billions and billions. So when the Browns are paying two hundred and seventy two million in change for payroll in twenty twenty two, like it that's that's nothing. Like that's pretty much covered by the revenue share check. Agree. All right. So let's go through some of these other things that are that are there. Rule changes are um, 
changes on a lot of health and safety stuff going on here. So owners voting on rules that could mandate fair catches inside the 25-yard line on kickoffs will automatically put the ball to 25. So if you have a fair catch on the five, that ball automatically goes to the 25. I hate that. I think if you make a fair catch – I hate you've, it. you've already given yourself up. Yeah, I, so you should, wherever you catch the ball is where it should stay. I agree with that. I don't think that's a good rule change at all. Also, touchbacks on punts will go to the 25 as well. Touchbacks. That I don't have a problem with. I that's don't have fine. a problem with that, too. If it goes in the end zone, then you get back on the 25. <laughs> the other thing, and these just make sense. I can't even believe these haven't been touched before. The, well, uh, the hip, the hip <laughs> tackle me. rule that they're trying to legislate now, I don't like it because that there's – the. Roughing the, the the passer stuff has gotten out of hand. And well, there's I, and, replay stuff on that. And, coming and up, I yeah. and I understand why it's there because that that those are the the franchises, so to speak, for all these teams. But I do think that it's getting out of hand a little bit. And if you start legislating, like I I I think it's a bad path to go down. Because so, well, here, no, let me give you. I'm let... going to tell people no no one is spending 125 dollars to watch the officials. They're spending no one is. Yeah, they're, no one is. They're, they're spending $125 praying the Browns can actually win a game. Like right. that, that's why they're spending that's right. why they're spending nobody is spending uh that kind of money to watch officials throw 15 yard flags all afternoon. And and I think that if they institute this new this uh I'm not disputing the safety aspect of it. I am disputing though, like sometimes you just can't legislate the laws of physics. Agree. All right, so let me just give you this. Um they're gonna vote to extend the band on launching into another player. That should just be in the rule book. Like you shouldn't be able to launch at a player. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's I'm just fine. common sense. No objection there. Tripping could be a personal foul. I think it has to be. There's yeah. got to be a light tripping foul and a deliberate tripping foul there. Yeah, it's got. They got to handle it like a face mask. The five yard, you know, five yeah, yard tripping. Yeah, I, I like. I just yard. don't think. But that's not what they're proposing. They're just proposing straight fifteen yard personal foul. Yeah, like I mean, if you get tied up in the line. And your foot is yeah, planted. Yeah, if I trip over Joel Batonio's foot, like, yeah. why should Joel Batonio be penalized 15 yards? Yeah, for... that, that's got to be. And they're going to tighten rules on spearing and uh, ban. And I don't have a problem with that. Split flow blocks. I, I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't have a problem with the. You know, I don't the either. Uh, yeah. No, or you know anything... what rule they need to fix though? Hmm. The shoving from behind. That doesn't seem like it's going to get fixed. That like, seems like they like it. I, the rugby is what everyone will yeah, call it. Yeah. I, I I don't like that rule, or you limit it to one player. I don't like the you like, one player can be pushed or one player one can play, be the pusher. One, one player can assist from behind. Well, that you'd bring back the fullback if you did that, right? Because my thing is, I don't like the lining three guys up behind the quarterback and then shoving the guy from behind. I just it, 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 I understand why they changed that rule, but I feel like teams have have been violating the spirit of the rule. If that makes sense, sure. No, I get I, it. I, I mean, I don't have a problem if if you're laying on your back at the goal line and the quarterback's trying to get over and you grab him and you pull him forward, right? Then mm-hmm. I don't problem. But yeah, I I think that the uh, the bull rush from behind that really puts the defense at a at a bit of a d- disadvantage when you're talking about trying to make a tackle. Let's go to the other one too. The other big one is the instead of having an onside kick, you have the option fourth and twenty. I actually think it should be fourth and thirty. Or maybe even fourth and nah, forty. I, I, he, here's why. I mean, how many onside kicks were successful last year? And we know the number because we were one of them. Well, here it's three. Um, so that means the Browns are responsible for giving up thirty three percent. That is correct. That is correct. Kicks. But he, here's why. I, I I'm okay with the gamble, uh, but fourth and twenty. That's fine. 
fourth and 30 is ridiculous. You're well, not, it should be you're, ridiculous, you're though. You're not converting fourth and 30. But fourth and 20, that's, that's... All right, let's compromise. Fourth and 25. How about fourth and 15? I like fourth and 15. I think... No, you know what? You're looking at it from the loser's point of view, though. Damn right I am. You know, I'm tired of that. <laughs> I mean, if your team is up... You've earned that. You've earned that throughout the game. Yeah, and by the and way, this will totally eliminate onside kicks at the beginning of the but, game. I but this will eliminate the thought of trying to get the ball back. How many fourth and 15s have you ever seen converted in your life? Probably enough against the Browns that have made me sick. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. All right, bad question. That is a bad question. <laughs> but I, I think, I think, like, I just, I, do, do we? What was the what was the Kansas City play in the playoffs? Oh, that was like fourth and. That wasn't long. That was like fourth and two or something. No, it was longer than that. I I, I gotta that, look. That was, keep that was, talking. That was Chad 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 Henny. Because it it wasn't a massive gainer. It was just enough to get the first down, and he like went down, and they were able to kind of take the knee and run out the clock. Keep talking, uh, Andy. Right now, I'll give you some play by play. Right now, okay. he is he is googling feverishly. On, on his laptop right now, trying to uh, either prove or disprove what I am I, I saying. thought it was I, – I, you know, the good thing is is that I'm kind of – What was the down and distance? Go looking ahead, back – oh, yeah, I'm almost there. I got to get right. into – I got to get into play-by-play. That's the hard part. All right. So I'm into here. Plays. Here we go. Plays. Um, now I got to get to fourth quarter. <laughs> Boy, is why, this fun. Why, um, why am I thinking this is a major stall tape? Right now, Andy Baskin is doing the equivalent of the – Human rain delay. Mike Hargrove stepping out right, of the I'm batter's trying to take it to the end, end of the game. Now he's adjusting the, the bat, okay, I forgot making we got sure the, the sticky is. stuff's still on the bat, so he doesn't accidentally lose it and hits the pitcher. Oh, what, what, what's our down and distance on that fourth I, down? I, that was like fourth and six or something. I can't. I don't know why I'm having trouble finding this. Uh, Chief six. I must be. I must be in the wrong quarter. Hang on a second. We're looking for the fourth quarter. Brown touchdown. No, final, no. final two minutes of the game. Well, I don't know why. You know what? I never use CBS. I always use ESPN. And watch, <laughs> you're going to be able to find it faster than I am. And it's going to drive me nuts. January 17th, 2021. Correct? Play by play. Yep. Oh, this is fantastic podcasting. Uh, All right, here we oh, go. Uh, I am going to make sure my audio is muted. Uh, and now I'm, I'm just going to watch the play. Here we go. What was it? It was fourth and inches. I was right. It was only inches? Read it and weep. Watch it and weep, Baskin. Oh, you're going to make me sick. I don't know why I thought it was God, like, I hate being right all uh, the time. I hate when you're right. It's like working with Phelps. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was at least like four yards. I don't know why it was inches. It was fourth and inches. And is he the only guy? With, how many yards did he get? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. I'm watching. Uh, we go. He's got it. Did he pick up 12? No. 10? He picked up like four because he went down. As soon as he uh, got the first down, uh, he went down. I don't know. Sorry. I'm not used to being in a spot that was that close to get us to the AFC Championship. I was very little last oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Blame it on that. I'll blame it on my brain. <laughs> I, I, I want to believe that Chad Henney came in and ran it 44 <laughs> yards for the first down. You know what? We're going to have plenty more to talk about later this week. We'll have more stuff from the owners' meetings. We'll hear from some of the Browns who will probably be speaking down there. Is Jimmy Haslam speaking this week? I, Jimmy and D? I would think. All right. They well, usually do. Well, we'll catch some of that, too. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. If you like what you're listening to, thanks for listening to. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to or you want to hear me struggle to remember how long that play was, knock yourself out, and you can always subscribe to the podcast. We would love to have you on board. Or if you want to be a part of a future podcast, all you need to do is hit us up on social media. It's so simple, so easy. Uh, at Game Day CLE on Twitter and Instagram. It's always Game Day in Cleveland.